All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm really pumped up about this new podcast I've been listening to. It's about this guy named Abner Mares. He's a world champion boxer, Olympian, sports commentator, and he's a dad, obviously, to two little girls. Like, hello, we're like soulmates. I'm a dad to six little girls. He's got to pick his game up. But anyways, he's beloved by the hardcore fans alike. Abner is a pro at entertaining the world both in and out of the ring. The guy's unbelievable. He's got Blue Wire's newest podcast. It's called On the Hook with Abner Mares. And on the podcast, you'll hear from him, his family, his fellow athletes, and other people who made him the boxer and the man he is today. Trainers, sparring guys, whatever, you know, people who inspired him. So he talks about stuff like the state of boxing. We'll talk about his journey from a kid on the street to a boxing champ, the rags to riches. Talks about his sport, what he likes, his music, culture, family life, being a husband and hashtag girl dad. All right, so listen to On the Hook with Abner Mares wherever you get your podcasts. There's episodes in English on Tuesday and episodes in Spanish on Wednesdays. So anyways, listen to On the Hook. It's a good one, everybody. This is a Web Canopy Studio production. Welcome, everybody, to Dropping the Gloves. A nice Monday morning. Hope everybody had a good weekend. My main man, Tim's here with his Patriots shirt on. Tim, they had a great game this weekend. Uh, yeah, no, they did not, but I didn't watch it, so it's okay. I don't think anybody watched it because they just got – well, they didn't get ran over, but they got beat by the Broncos. Anyways, Bills are in first place in the AFC East. Life is good. Tell me about your birthday, Tim. You're 30 really years old. You're 30 yeah. years old. What did you get up to? It was really good. Yesterday was a birthday um, or Saturday. So had lunch with a buddy and hit a couple of uh, bars. And then I uh, went out with some friends Saturday night and just we were out late and it was fun. And uh, it was good. Yeah, it was pretty much all I wanted to do was just go to the bar with some friends. So I got to do it. So what do you do at the bar with friends? You sit and you talk about life, John. As a 30-year-old, what's your go-to drink on your birthday? <laughs> yeah, IPAs. I mean, dude, like I Saturday morning was my birthday. I woke up at 5.30. How, that's not a sign of getting older, and then I don't know what is. Why did you then, get so early? I, I was just up, and I couldn't go back to sleep. And then, and then I went out for a little while in the afternoon, and I came home and took a nap. So I'm definitely getting older. Uh, living, living by yourself, do you get excited for birthdays? Do you get that twinkle in your eye when you go to bed on the day before and you're like tomorrow's my birthday 
No, not as much as I used to, but it's nice when so many people, you know, friends and family reach out and, and you feel appreciated for a day. Speaking so, of reaching out, we, um, we gave out your number on Friday's episode. I didn't really get the results. Did, did any of the fans come through and send you a quick happy birthday text? I'm guessing a few did, but what, what were the, uh, the results of that little experiment? Yeah, uh, a few did. You could say that more like 40 or 50 people so far, and they're still coming in because uh, the episode dropped Friday afternoon and, and they started trickling in then. And I got a whole bunch Friday night and I got a whole bunch all day Saturday, a few more today. And it's cool because, like, I, I answer to everyone, at least saying thank you or something, uh, and thanks for listening or whatever. So if you did text me, um, thank you. It means a lot. It's it's really, really cool to see that. Um, and, and people are chiming in like, hey, it's John from Seattle, or it's Greg from Florida, or it's Susan from Ontario, and just happy birthday, love the show. Most people said something like, oh, I don't know how you put up with John, or you hold John accountable, or whatever, or things like that. Uh, which is, they was, don't say that uh, they can that. i'm gonna send you some screenshots uh but it was really good it was a lot of fun uh getting those and so it really meant a lot so thank you if you did reach out um yeah it was a good birthday weekend how was your weekend you what get- was what was the longest text conversation you had with somebody so one guy oh, gosh i forget his name uh, we were texting because he said he was from mass i said oh whereabouts from hanson mass the same town that i grew up in what and, and he lived on the same street that i was born in. i what? I, I was like five to a different street but yeah he's like he lives in california now but he was he's like oh you wouldn't know at hanson mass i'm like uh yeah hello so that was kind of crazy so we were texting for a little bit um some people were just like sharing their little little nuggets about life or whatever. Some people sent me links to like music or just it was just fun. It was all it was all good. It was really funny. It was a good. You just got a bunch of new best friends, Tim. See, you got to open up yourself a little bit. Now you got a whole new group of friends, and you always complain you don't have any friends. Look at you. Yeah, now I have I have more than I did on Friday. You have so many phone numbers, and you saved all their numbers, too. Good for you. <laughs> no. That's great. Well, thank you to everybody reaching out. I made Tim's day, made my day to see him so happy. He's glowing right now. He's a 30-year-old. He's such a grown-up. So How was proud. your weekend? You get all the painting done? Negative. John. Negative. Well, I got one coat done, and then we started laying flooring. I was like, I can't paint anymore. we got to get this floor down. So flooring's hard. It takes a long time to lay flooring. And I, I just, like... You do that yourself? So yeah, by myself. So I'm going to get back at it tomorrow. I could use someone to cut wood for me and kind of make it easier, but like I have to lay a lay a piece, go and cut it, lay a piece, go and cut it. So it takes a little bit of time, but we're we're slowly but surely. Hopefully, in a few days, I can get the flooring done. But I have decided I'm going to hire out a lot of the finishing stuff. Yeah, like I I just I thought I could do all the trim work. I thought I could do like all this other stuff. I'm just going to hire it out now. I'm tired of it. Like enough is yeah. enough. I'll just throw some money at some people and they can come in and get it done. And it'll look way better than if I were to do it anyway. So I'll still paint. I'll still finish out the windows. I'll still finish out the flooring. Hopefully they're better than the drywall guys. Yeah. The, it's just, I need to get some pros in there. We gotta, we gotta move in there soon. So the clock is ticking, tick, tick, tick. But anyways, my main man, Jumbo, I texted you. What night was it? Friday night? Or was it yesterday? It was I yesterday. Can't yeah, Saturday. It was your birthday. Yeah. So you were probably well well into your fifth or seventh IPA. So you, you were probably didn't even realize. No, it was, it was Friday. It was Friday. Yeah. It was Friday. That's yeah. what I thought. 
So Jumbo Joe, I, I thought for, for sure he was going to go back to San Jose. He, he didn't seem like the type of guy who would uproot his family and just move somewhere to chase a cup. That just didn't seem like his personality. But I was wrong. I was dead wrong. He is going to Toronto, and he's going to chase the cup. Those were his exact words. I want to go here to win the Stanley Cup. What did you think of this when I, when I texted you Jumbo's going to Toronto? My first reaction was the opposite of that. I'm like, okay, he really doesn't want a cup, huh? Um, <laughs> but he said, like, I, I think this team is ready to win now. I want the cup. I'm ready to win. I'm coming to be a Maple Leaf. It's just like, I know he, he grew up in that area, right? So it's sort of coming home for him. Um, but it's just, uh, I mean, good for him. I, I, here's the harder thing, though. Do you start rooting for the Leafs? You must be pretty torn about this. Well, I texted you right after that. I'm like, I'm kind of on the it's, – it's a tough spot because now I want Toronto winning the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Like they're, they're my pick now. Uh, and it's tough because I despise the Leafs and everything about them and their core fabric. But now with Jumbo there, he's just such a good guy and one of my friends, and I would love to see him lift the cup. And it's just, it's just very strange. As a Bruins fan – Jumbo still is ingrained in that team. Like people in Boston love Joe Thornton. The way that your off season is gone, does this sting even more knowing that he signed in Toronto for $700,000 and he wanted to go to a cup contender and I'm sure Boston reached out, but he did not take Boston's offer because he was going where he thought he could win the cup. What's the best chances. And that was Toronto, not Boston. Did that sting a little bit? No, Marlowe did the same thing and it didn't work out for him, you know. I, I don't think But Marlowe wasn't Boston's guy. Yeah. Marlowe didn't have history with Boston. He wasn't the first overall pick, a beloved player who the fans love. No, it doesn't really bother me. I mean, I would like to see him in Boston for sure, but I didn't even really make that connection until you just brought it out. So no. All right. Okay, good. All right, good. It's funny, as soon as he signed, I shot him a text. And I just said, league minimum, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and I just let it simmer. I was going to send up a follow-up text, like, just kidding, congrats, but I didn't. And I just let it sit. And he texted me back yesterday. What did he say to me? He goes, uh, I got too much money anyways. Hope the girls are doing good. I bet you're ready for a nice road trip. So he does, he's not going for money. He's going for the cup. Right. I, and I, I'm, I couldn't be more excited. This team, you know, they were – I gave him a lot of flack because I think I thought Kyle Dubas was just stockpiling all these little skill guys and they didn't really know how to win in the playoffs. And I think Kyle Dubas woke up and he realized like John Scott's right. Like we have all the talent in the world, but we don't have any sandpaper. We don't have any veteran leadership. We don't have guys who have been there before who can like just guide our younger players. And that's what I think has been lost throughout this whole revolution of younger players taking over the league like you see captains the average age of a captain is getting lower every single year like guys in their second and third year are given the c like like it's normal now but back in the day you wouldn't even been getting a regular shift until your fourth fifth sixth year you had to earn that and i feel like the thing that has been missing or dropped is just that veteran experience and a guy who has been through the battles to kind of guide the younger players because when you get put in a situation that you've never been before, if you don't have a guy to look to or to lean on, you don't know how you're going to react. And most times you react in, in the bad way. You, you get 
a little timid. You pull back a little bit rather than be aggressive and get after it. You get, I don't want to say scared might be the wrong word, but you don't play with confidence. So I feel like the Leafs have been playing like this for years now where they just can't rely on a few guys who have been there before, who have that swagger to be like, all right, let's go. Come on, let's go. Jonathan Tavares doesn't have that swagger. He just doesn't have that kind of personality to go in and be like, all right, boys, I'm going to take care of this. You know what I mean? Like he's a very talented player, but I wouldn't jump in a foxhole with him. You know what I mean? He doesn't have that personality. Don't you yeah. think? Yeah, but I think overall the Leafs have made some good moves this offseason with adding not just sandpaper, but leadership right to their team. Like Jumbo is the obvious one, but like smaller moves, Wayne Simmons, Bogosian, um, they just they're adding depth and leadership for like those guys are going to be critical to that locker room when you think about like hey the young guys who do you want to model yourself after i mean how does it get better than joe thornton you know yeah and i think he's that's gonna, gonna be big he's for to change the culture in that locker room and i was getting to that point where it's it's going to be eye-opening for these young players when they show up for camp day one whenever that may be and jumbo's already been there for hour and he's got a huge sweat on because he's been riding the bike for 45 minutes and that was my welcome to San Jose moment where I was ready to go in camp. I showed up. I wanted to make a good impression. And I show up in the weight room. I'm one of the first guys there. Joe Thornton has been in the weight room for the last 45 minutes biking before training camp, before testing, before anything. And he's already lathered up like soaking wet because he's just been busting his hump on the bike before practice, before training camp, training camp, which is the hardest part of the season. And he's already there getting a pre-work in workout in before that it's it's amazing his work ethic people see him and they see his personality he's very lovable he's very kind of carefree when you see him from the outside but when you get in the locker room when you get to be around him his preparation his mentality before the game he is all business he doesn't mess around he wants to win and he knows what it takes to win he's been in the league for 20 years now he's won at every level except for the nhl and he gosh it's good to see him say that out loud i want to win the cup you know what? Because I just thought he was, you know, along for the ride. He liked playing in San Jose because you just, you don't see that passion year in and year out. You see it when you're kind of playing with him, but then he's signing with San Jose every year. It's like, well, he must not win a cup. He doesn't want to win a cup that bad. If he's signing with San Jose, he just is comfortable there. His family loves playing there. It's where he wants to retire, but I love it. I, th- I think he is going to turn this Leafs team in from a really good team into a great team. And then you add on top of that, like you said, Wayne Simmons. And then you still have Jason Spezza. Then you add a cup champion, Bogosian. Then you have TJ Brody. And you bring in Jimmy Vesey to round out the lines. Then you have the rookies, Robertson, who hasn't played a regular season game yet, who is apparently this wunderbar kid. They have a very dangerous team. Well, they get Wayne Simmons, too. I said Wayne Simmons. Maybe my internet janked out. But – I was going over – I was trying to play around with their lines. They have a very dangerous line from top to bottom. Like their lineup, they, I think they'll stick with Hyman, Matthews, and Marner on the first line. They could maybe j- bump Nylander up. But then they have Makayev, Tavares, and Nylander on the second line, and that's the line they went with in the, with the bubble. They weren't that great, but there's three very skilled guys. And this is where I – those two – Two first lines, they're, they're a given. I feel like this is where the Leafs are going to be different this year. It's their third and fourth line. Robertson, Jumbo, and Kerfoot for the third line, or Robertson, Kerfoot, Kerfoot, and Simmons, whoever they want to put at center. Kerfoot is a natural center, but Jumbo is too. But maybe give him a break, throw him on the fourth line. That's a pretty solid third line. Robertson is just a water bug out there who just flies everyone. You throw Simmons on that line or Kerfoot, 
those guys get up and down the ice and bang bodies. That's a pretty effective third line. Then a fourth line of Jimmy Vesey, who arguably hasn't had the best start to his career, but he's still got some talent. You throw Jumbo and Jason Spezza with him. You're starting the season with a Hall of Famer, maybe potentially two Hall of Famers and Jimmy Vesey. You think he's going to maybe perk up a little bit and try his best, maybe put his best foot forward. Like that's not a bad starting lineup. You have Joe Thornton on the fourth line. You know he's going to get at least 30 points. Last year was his worst year. He had 31 points. If I'm paying someone 700 grand and he's put up 30, 35 points at a minimum, you can't go wrong. Like you, you're, you're doing something right. Don't, I don't know. This team excites me. It really excites me. Well, did you see the little exchange between him and uh, Spezza about the number 19? I did. I did. I thought that was, I, you know Jumbo wasn't going to take his number. Maybe if the kid had just came in the league and it was right. his second year. But Spezza's been around just as long as Jumbo. Like, gosh, right. he must have been in the league for 17 years. So, And they had this same issue with the Olympics and for all these international games because there's so many guys who wear number 19. And I think, didn't he give the number to Taves? Is he the guy who got to wear the number? Because he was. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and so Jumbo took ninety-seven internationally, and so he's going to take ninety-seven. I like number ninety-seven. It's a cool number. It's a good number, and he's going to wear it for a little while until maybe three years from now. And McDavid's on the Toronto Maple Leafs. You, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but all right, and then you look at what they've done on the back end. Their biggest glaring weakness has been defense. Throughout this whole run the Leafs have been on, it's like, where's the defense? Where the, where's the defense? Where the, where's the defense? I am almost confident enough to say that Toronto has a top five defensive core right now. I, mm. it's, 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 very, it's very close. They have a good first pairing with Riley and Brody. Muzzin and Hall are a shutdown pair. And then you have Dermott, Sandin, Lettinen, and Bogosian to fill out the, the final two. Like, that's a pretty solid eight-man crew. I know they can't roll with that many guys. They're going to have to get rid of some bodies because of salary cap implications, because of signing all these guys. They're right up against them. They still have two guys. Um, Mikheyev's going into arbitration, and Dermott's still in RFA. They have to sign those two guys. But, man, like, they have turned this from such a glaring weakness into potentially a strength of their team. It's it's very it's very um it was a quick turnaround just by getting Brody and Bogosian you completely change the the look of your defense it's unbelievable so good for Toronto and you know what's funny what Jumbo said when he was signed he's like I looked at this team I wanted to win a Stanley Cup I looked at Toronto they're strong down the middle and I love the goaltenders that's exactly what he said he's like Freddie Anderson I love them I've always loved them and they're strong down the middle what do I say when you got to make a team Tim to make a Really good team. Good goaltenders and strong down the middle. Oh, my goodness. Is that a coincidence that I that a, a first ballot Hall of Famer and one of the best players ever is agreeing with me? Isn't that funny how that works? And people just – they scoff at me when, I, when we did our thing. It's like, oh, you know, you don't win Stanley Cups. This Yes, you do. If you want to win a Stanley Cup, you have to be strong down the middle and have a good back end. Boom. That's, a, that's the key to winning. And so I think when the Jumbo, he saw this team, he's like, boom, this is what I want. So good for, good for Joe. You know, he, he grew up in St. Thomas, an hour and a half away from Toronto. He's got friends there. His family's there. It's going to be good. I'm very excited. I'm, I'm definitely going to go to Toronto and milk some tickets off of him. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Next time I'm in the area, heads up. I'm going to be asking for tickets, backstage passes. We're just going to have ourselves a day. I don't know. 
I think it's I think it's great. Even though sports had a break, your businesses did not. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Have you ever noticed there's no good help anymore? Kids these days don't want to work. They just want to sit around and play video games and have cash handed to them. Even podcast partners, someone who you rely on to do research, this and that, and they don't come prepared. If I would have known this before I met Tim, I would have gone to Indeed.com. Unlike the other sites, they give you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, and you can pause your account at any time. No long-term contracts anymore. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier. You can like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the most important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more equality, more quality candidates will see it and they'll see it fast. Try Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. So go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid only through December 31st. The wait is finally over and football is back. I love watching myself some football on a Sunday, Sunday afternoon, maybe Saturday, college games. But guess what? You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on the season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. So head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, one word, all one word. So go to Bet Online, your online sports book experts. What I, what I also think is great is that division has, has, it has some juice in it. You know what I mean? For the longest time, it was just Boston and Toronto. Those were the two teams who were kind of good. Boston was always a contender. Toronto was, well, if they ever get their act together, Ottawa's making a push. Buffalo Sabres signed Taylor Hall for some odd reason. Toronto's making a push. Montreal has had an unbelievable offseason. And Boston, you know they're always going to be good. So this is going to be a fun division to watch. If there is divisions this year, I don't know. It could just be Canada and the States. So we'll see what happens. But it is a very – imagine their power play units. Sorry, Tim. I'm, I'm so just like blown away. Their second power play unit is going to be Jumbo, Spezza, and Wayne Simmons up front. And they're going to put probably Robertson on the back end with Lettinen. Like three stud forwards, obviously and, and rightfully so past their prime, but three guys who have been doing this forever and know how to play the game. You put them on a power play, how fun is that, that going to look? Spezza to Jumbo, Jumbo to Spezza, Spezza to Jumbo, Jumbo backdoor to Wayne Simmons. Like it's going to be cool to watch. And you think Jumbo's not just going to take these guys under his wing and teach them little tricks and trades and this and that, dinks and doinks. Oh, Toronto's going to be a fun team to watch this year. As fun as they were to watch in previous years, you just watch how he just changes the, the culture of that team and the on ice. He's, it's just... I don't know. What a signing by Dubas. I, I can't believe he pulled this off. Very, very impressed by his offseason. 
And it pains me to say that, but he's been doing – him and Bergevin have knocked this offseason out of the park. Same with Ottawa. All three of them have done an unbelievable job. And it pains me to say that because I always chirp all three of those teams. But those guys have done an unbelievable job. I think across the board, they haven't made one bad move. The only bad move move I think they could have made is um, Bergevin signed that guy they traded for too much, the uh, the defenseman. I think they gave him a little bit too much money. But other than that, all the move has been, has been impeccable. So good for them. Anyways, Tim, what else? I know you want to get out of here, but I'm fired up tonight. Well, uh, it'd be interesting to see, like, Austin Matthews. What if he just goes off for, like, 125 points next year when having, right? like, a, a, a presence like that, a leader in the locker room like that? Because you know Jumbo's going to uh, – he's already reaching out to those guys. He's going to make a point to take them under their wing. And that would be cool to see if, them, if they elevate their game to match that, you know? Yeah, he, he has a different personality – personality, excuse me, than a, than a Patrick Marlowe. I know when Patty went in there, they're like, he's going to change the culture. He's going to do this. He's such a great veteran influence. Patty is that. But I said this then, and I'm going to say it again now. He is very quiet. It's, it's not his personality to reach out and to be overbearing and to like take guys under his wings. He is more of a lead by example guy. Like, listen, this, I, I'm going to go about my business to make sure I am ready to play. Whereas Jumbo is the complete opposite. He's very outgoing. First day. He's going to be calling out guys. He's going to be screaming at guys. He's going to make this a family unit. He's going to make, make it fun again to come to the rink. I know that's hard to do in Toronto because they, they live in such, and I don't want to use this term, but such a bubble where everybody's watching them and they're always under the microscope. He is going to make it fun to play in Toronto. These guys are going to be excited to come to the rink, even after all the failures they've had in the playoffs the last few years. He's going to completely change the dynamic in that locker room. And I think that's going to do wonders for their team. Wayne Simmons, I heard, is a great guy in the room. So this room is going to get injected with a little bit of blood and juice and just a little bit of fire, which it's funny that it's going to come from a 42, 43-year-old guy, but that's what he brings to the table. Like, it's so much more than just his on-ice skill. Like, he brings the total package. And listen, I only played in San Jose for one year. I still count Jumbo as one of my good friends. We text quite often. He still reaches out to me and texts me all the time. It's like, I played with him for one year. You know what I mean? I'm not that nice of a guy. He is just a super nice guy. Every time I have a kid, every time something happens, he'll shoot me a text. He's like, big, what's going on? Like, he's just that type of guy. He has that personality that when he walks into a room, everybody wants to hang out with him. I have the opposite type of personality. I walk into the room, everyone's like, give him some room. No one wants to talk to me. So, I don't know. It's just going to be really cool to see. And I, and I think you're right. What if these guys blow up and they have unbelievable seasons and they win the Stanley Cup? How big is that for his legacy? Does he supersede Ray Bork for a, for like the way to end your career? Which one is better, Ray Bork or Joe Thornton? Well, I mean, it's hard to know exactly what will happen, but... No, okay, if, if they go and win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. If Toronto wins the Stanley Cup next year... Which accomplishment is better, Ray Bork winning it in Colorado after 20-some years or Joe Thornton going to Toronto and winning it? In your book, which one is bigger? Uh, I'm going to say Ray just because of it was first. It's already, like, solidified itself in sports history. But, I mean, that would be an incredible story, too, because ultimately Jumbo's been in the league for as long as Ray had at that point. And to take not only, you know, uh, 
the first cup in his career, but taking like a city that hasn't won a cup in a long time and doing that with a guy with a bunch of guys that everyone said didn't have it, didn't have what it takes, soft, you know what I mean, and and turn that into transform that to something, uh, you know where they do win the cup. That would be pretty special, and I think for sure you couldn't ignore like the impact he had on that team. I think if it does come to fruition and they do win the cup, I think it's better than Borks, just because a they they brought in the coach the. The horse whisper and Babcock, he was going to turn things around. He didn't happen. They drafted all these studs in Matthews and Marner. They got the number one free agent in Tavares. That didn't work. They tried all these different technique techniques. That didn't work. Toronto was starving for a cup. They haven't won it since 60, 60, whatever. If he comes in and wins the Stanley Cup, like that, he just he can write his ticket and do whatever he wants in Canada for the rest of his life. Like it would be unbelievable. How do you think he would do with the Toronto media? Do you think that would get to him at all or no? No. He's such a savvy vet. He does. He's going to – they're going to fall in love with him. They will absolutely fall in love with him. He's going to have endorsements. Just He's going to have wads of cash, duffel bags being dropped off at his door. People are going to try to get him endorse everything. Like he's going to be all over if he wants to. He's going he's gonna to run that town if he wants to. I don't think he will just because he's – like he told me in his text, he's made enough money. Like, I don't know how much he's made in his career, but it's got to be close to $100 million. Just in salary alone. Not talking endorsements and all that stuff, but he's just going to – he will t- completely change that city. And I, and I know it's weird to say, but he has that personality. He's going to get on the plane. He's going to be walking down the aisles, handing out beers to people. He's just going to – he's going to turn those boys into men. Do you remember that, Boys to Men, that band? That's exactly what's going to happen in Toronto this year. It's going to be Boys to Men. That's uh, – we they should get them to sing the national anthem, boys to men. Are they still alive? Tim, stop! Of course they're alive. Did they sing the "Kiss by a Rose" song? "Kiss by a Rose." I don't know. Maybe no I idea. Don't I don't no know idea. either. I'm not a big um, soul. I don't even know what genre they were. Never really followed them. But that's what will happen in Toronto. Boys will become men because they'll just watch the best that ever was, Joe Thornton, Jumbo. And this is the last year. He'll win a Stanley Cup, and it'll be terrific. I'm rooting for Toronto. Oh. Is that hard to say? I never thought I would say it. I really did not. I really did not. The only way this could be better is if they traded for Patty Marlowe at the deadline. That would be something special. And they both that, would, that would make it for sure surpass Bork if that happens. It already is surpassed Bork if you don't Colorado won it a few years before that. They had a championship team and they just added Bork. They had Wa, Sackett, Forsberg, Tangay, Foot, Rob Blake. They already had a championship team. Like this they won it a, a few years before. So it wasn't like this was such a big feat in Colorado. That's why this will be better. There's no there's no doubt in my mind. But they'll make a movie about this if if he wins a cup. That would be It'll pretty be special. It would be yeah, good. And, and and he would get some kind of celebration or welcome in Boston for sure. It's funny that he only played a, like four years there. Something three like years that. There, 20 years ago. Yeah. yeah. They, they still love him like he's, like he's their own. It is funny. I think just because the Bruins did him dirty. He didn't want to leave. Jeff Jacobs. What's the, what's the owner's name? Josh Jacobs? Jacobs? Whatever. Jeremy. Jeremy. Jeremy Jacobs just – didn't want to didn't want to pony up the money and just ship them out, but he got Marco Sturm. Not bad. Can't put a price tag on that. No, Marco Sturm, arguably goes down as one of the best players of all time. <laughs> Pretty cool. Pretty cool. 
pretty cool trade for Boston. And it does make it sweeter that Boston's just going to hit the skids the next five years. They have, they have nothing to look forward to. Absolutely nothing. The, the Patriots are terrible. The Bruins are on the downswing. The Red Sox are in the garbage dumpster. The Celtics are the only ones who are, who are trending upwards. That's, they're the only team that you can get excited about. Every other team is just – it's about time. You guys have had your time. It's, it's time to pass the torch. It is. It really is. Good riddance. Yeah, but no, no other city is going to do all four sports like we did that. Like you'll have one city surpass us here or there in, in one sport or another. No one's going to do what Boston did. I don't know. Toronto, you know what Toronto is? They're very, the Raptors won it last year. They're going to be competitive. They're going to sign. And to, to Kupiku, Giannis, the Blue Jays have some good players coming up. They have Bichette. They have Guerrero. They have some other young players. Biggio. Yeah, Biggio, they're good. They got a decent squad, Tim. They need some pitching. They got Henry Henry Sue, the Asian pitcher. He's got some uh, life to his arm. I butchered his name. I know. Hyunru, Hyunru Sue. I'm not good with Asian names. Send your letters to Tim at webcanopy.com because I I don't know those letters or those names of uh, the Eastern countries. But anyways, and then they don't have a. Uh, What's the other major sport? Football. They don't have a football, football. team. But we, we can take the Bills as ours because that's what we did when they were growing up. And Bills are looking good. Bills are looking real good. I got smoked by the Titans last week, but that's another thing. Stinking COVID ruins everything. But anyways, Tim, I think that's enough. I think I've had enough. I'm going to go home. I'm going to go to bed and dream about Jumbo lifting the cup. It's going to be my best dream in, in weeks. It's going to be great. I hope you do. I hope you do. Huh? What? I hope you do. I will. You need to get some sleep after the big weekend. Did you meet any girls? No. Did you ever text that girl that I that we tried to hook you up with on her own or no? No. No. Is everything is anything going to come of that? I don't know. Probably not. Nice. I love your confidence. <laughs> You're such an optimist. Probably not. Probably. I'll not. settle down in like 5 years. Yeah, when you're 35. Who are you going to find at 35? Someone who's divorced, probably. Not worried about it. You are. Is that You're so what, worried about it. You're so worried about me. I am. What are the absolute no deals? Or do you have anything that you would just say no, no deal at this point in your life? Cigarettes. If, if, a really, if a really cute girl came up and she was very attractive and she goes, "Well, I only smoke when I'm drinking." No, cigarettes would be a deal breaker. I only smoke when I'm stressed out, though. And she's really attractive and really nice. Nah, no. Be I it. only smoke on Wednesdays if, <laughs> I'm, if I'm stressed and sweaty. <laughs> okay. Wednesdays are okay. fine. Okay. Okay. What else? Just cigarettes? I mean, if I had to think about it, I could probably come up with some stuff, but I don't have a list ready for you. I don't – there's not much, I don't think. What if she was missing a foot or a leg? It's a hell of a long way from the heart, John. But you really like to bike ride, and that would make it hard to go on bike riding trips. Maybe they have a prosthetic. But then you like to jump in the water right after a bike ride. People without foots can't swim? Foot? Well, not There's, if they have a prosthetic leg on. Swim in circles? Tim, you're racist. I, I'm sorry, everybody, to subject you to Tim. Send your letters to Tim at droppingthegloves.com. They have my number now. They do. Text Tim. Can I give it out again? We'll no. just give it out Oh. We had a few more than one person said, okay, now you have to give out John's number on the show. Not a chance in the world. No way. Now, 
No way. I have the power to edit that out, so we will not be doing that. <laughs> no, that would not be good. I've had this phone number since college. I have not changed it, obviously, but it's it's it would be such a bad thing to have to change my number. All my friends wouldn't be able to text me. How would I text with Joe Thornton? He would never answer my texts. Right. I have to respond to him. Isn't it funny that he – I didn't even respond to him. That was two days ago. That's how showtime I am. Joe Thornton texts me back, and I just ice him for two, three days. Just play it cool, man. Got to play it, play it cool. Got to play the slow game and then get him on the podcast. Oh, uh, we need him on. Oh, he'll never do it. <laughs> he said he was that one time, and then he ghosted us, iced us out. Said he was going to go with his family, then he shows up in the restaurant that we're going to. He was all excited to, uh, to follow the podcast on Spotify. I showed him how to do it, but I'm sure he probably undid it as soon as he left the hotel. Oh, without a doubt. He's, ne- he's never listened to this show ever. Not one second. There's yeah. no way. Not a What's chance. it called? Not- How do you find it? Can you show me? He, he was just being nice, and that was very nice. Very nice. Not like Bernsey, who was the biggest tool. Yeah. Bernsey didn't even make eye contact with me. Well, smart, smart move. All right, let's yeah. wrap it up, John. I'm going to bed. All right. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you on Wednesday. Have a good week. Cheers. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter at dropping underscore gloves for episode highlights, behind the scenes content, sneak peeks, and giveaways. Check out johnscottallstar.com slash shop for merchandise including t-shirts, hats, hoodies, and so much more. And please, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's so important to helping us grow so we can keep delivering the hockey content and interviews with the players you love. Thanks and see you next time.